usually like we just me you and Kate just start talking just yeah about yeah Kate usually brings up something weird random that some LA shit yeah yeah <laughs> she's like oh I saw this homeless lady today on the side of the road and boy was her hair crazy and she tried, tried to sell me pancakes <laughs> yeah. and you know just... <laughs> have, you, have you guys been to a game since things opened a baseball game yeah we have oh, okay. yeah we went uh, on that's, opening weekend yeah, didn't we that's right yeah yeah that's it was hot as fuck it was like well, 80 degrees, but like, <laughs> we were sitting right directly in the sun. I mean, it was a gorgeous view. We were really high up in the stands. You could see the Rockies like behind the stadium. Fucking Coors Field is one of the best stadiums in the country, I feel like. Is it? Yeah. It's so pretty. It, it's, yeah, it's definitely a sight. It's 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 beautiful. But that sun bakes the chairs. So like when you leave your seat to go get a beer, you come back and your ass is burned to a crisp. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I guess it could be a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. Like we're going to be talking about today. That's very true. <laughs> nice right. segue. Well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, was, yeah, 10 out of 10. Segue. Yeah, I'm pretty good at segues, you know. I ride them, I do them. <laughs> well, welcome to Under the Pendulum. I'm Chris Weber. Here, as always, is Heather Weber. Hello. And Caitlin's on vacation like some sort of rich L.A. asshole. (laughs) So we have a special guest for today's subject, which is a little different from what we normally do. Uh, So it's a good friend of the show, baseball enthusiast, and Heather's husband. That's me. Kale Thomas is here in the studio. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Applause. Applause. I'm I'm applauding myself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's nothing sadder than a man applauding himself. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, this is your first uh, time on a podcast. Yeah, thanks for coming with us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we, we went a little different with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, today's subject is not really anything that we're super familiar with. Right. But, uh, you know, so you were the obvious choice to bring on since you uh, are probably the most enthusiastic baseball person that I know. That you guys know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. <laughs> I, I enjoy baseball, yes, but uh, I've been would, I've been to many games. I would not call myself, uh, yeah, uh, uh, an expert in any uh, in any way. But yeah, but yes, I do love baseball. But yeah, you, but, yeah, but you know, like the rules and <laughs> yes, players of hitty yes. smacky ball. Sure, yeah. Yeah. sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hitty Touch- smacky runny ball. Yeah, touchdown. You know. What T- I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've, been, I've been to tons of baseball games because because yeah. you love them so much and, uh-huh. and they're fun. Yeah. You know, they it's are fun. I've, I've been to a couple. I usually don't pay a ton of attention because I'm usually drinking a lot of beer. Yeah, yeah. well, that's the you way know. to do it. I mean, you got to get your the, dogs. More about the atmosphere. Yeah, I did oh, see totally. Coolio play at a baseball game oh. one time. Wow. We saw the B-52s. Yeah. Did you guys? Oh, yeah. that's like. Damn, it was yeah. awesome. That's they pretty sweet. Shaking, nah, nah, girl, nah, nah, mm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they were. The <laughs> so uh, today we're going to be putting baseball disasters under the pendulum. Indeed. Mm-hmm. There's, dude, there's something about disasters that is, it, it is just so interesting to me. It, it's sort of this element of things that are completely out of our control a lot of the times. Yes. Well, I mean, sometimes like the deadly fires, that was totally within someone's control. Oh, definitely. But like, it's, but you know, it's like those, those things of fate, you know, like you can even plan and do all the contingency plans and, and, you know, try to your best to protect yourself from disasters. But you know, sometimes it's completely out of your hands oh, and it's yeah. just sort of like fate that it happens. I guess that's like that element that makes it so interesting to me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it's it, it that's definitely uh one of those those things that are just like life is is so fragile like when it comes to like, it's just like <laughs> yeah at, you never at any know. point at any time for the weirdest reasons mm-hmm. it's just could be just gone i think i think the, like the scary thing about him which is like why it's perfect for like a horror podcast is because like it usually happens when it's like a normal ass day oh yeah you know yeah. you just you're just doing what you would doing any other day mundane yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a mundane thing yeah yep. it's, <laughs> it's crazy to think like yeah it, it, it truly is crazy to think like today um uh you know a I don't know. A, a, a plane could crash on your house, <laughs> like, and it's happened. It was yeah. a normal day. Yeah, <laughs> you were just sitting there watching TV. And, Boy, and I'm like, cooking <laughs> my wife eggs, and you know we're yeah. gonna renew our our vows <laughs> yeah. <and> yeah. <laughs> today at two o'clock. <laughs> oh, what's that sound? <laughs> just destroying whole families oh. for thousands yep. of years. Yep. Yep. I mean, it happens all the time. People are just sitting, enjoying their their meals or their coffee at a cafe and then boom fucking car comes crashing right through and Mm -hmm. i mean there's a ton of videos of that online yeah i've been watching car crash videos a lot oh yes (laughs) god's a dick (laughs) you know but the ones i watch it's usually somebody else being a fucking shitty driver you you, know just like you know like either road rage or or you know them just trying to you know just being like fuck you yeah we just actually saw a car accident on the way here yeah we did oh it was a matter no no it was like a little their airbags deployed that happened to me once and knocked me out (laughs) oh no yeah Yeah, the girl was kind of like holding her head when we yeah you get you get knocked out for like a second and then like it it sucks because you wake up and then like you're like what the fuck happened you know and then damn um, you smell all the powder and stuff oh, from the airbag yuck. deploying, and it smells fucking awful. Oh, yeah. bad! It's I like this it weird chemical, yeah. like oh, it's it's fucking gross. Yeah, you yeah. look like you got punched in the face with flour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when it happened to me, it was funny. Like the lady, this lady pulled out in front of me, uh, to you know to, to do a left turn, and uh, it was raining out, and she just stops in the middle of the road. Cause she's like waiting and doesn't see me coming. I hit my brakes, but it was raining. So I hydroplane. I was like, fuck, I'm not going to make it. And I just fucking T-boned her. Oh man. And it went off and like woke up and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then she's like tapping on my window. Oh shit. And she's like, my phone's not working. Can you call the police? And I was like, what, what is going on? Like, <laughs> Lady, I'm kind no. of out of commission right now. I don't know if you noticed. No, but but then later the the paramedic was like, "Hey, you should be careful because this lady's on the phone with her lawyer right now." Like that was the first thing she did. So oh, she fucking wow. lied. Only hydroplane wow. one time in Florida, and that was the time that we were maybe not one time, but like one scary time where where it was like when we were on the highway and going around the bend. We were right next to a semi, and we went sideways at like. 50 miles left, you know, and we were looking in between these, you know, the semis, fuck, you know, it's the wheels underneath the wheels. Yeah. yeah. It was like, if we would have caught while we were sideways, dead. <laughs> I wasn't there dead. that time. Yeah. I'm oh, dead. that's right. You weren't I'm there. grateful. Yeah, you weren't there. <laughs> I would have been freaking I, out. Never going to car I, I again. To a, <laughs> I came to like a complete stop on in a 65 and it was just, oh. ugh, it was, yeah, that's I fucking mean, scary. Sideways. Yeah. yeah, that was the probably scariest moment in the car. <laughs> Except for hitting the deer. Hit a deer once. That was fun. 
uh, yeah, there's yeah, the, that that's just funny. I mean, it's not fun. I'm sorry, that was wrong to say. It's not funny, but we did hit a deer one time in Wisconsin, and it was on like my pa- I was on the passenger side, and it like ran out the car, hit it. It was night, so like the light was shining right at his face. And it was just like <laughs> like its tongue was all like. And it reminds me of that Louis C.K. joke. You dumb fucking deer. <laughs> you, you, you fucking idiot. <laughs> you fucking idiot dude? No, I mean, it was so fine. It ran off and shooter. stuff, so it was okay. But just seeing its face was, uh, it, it made me chuckle. I'm not going to lie. It, Yo, maybe yeah. that makes me a terrible person. Uh, but again, I'm not that... the one who ran into a car. <laughs> just had that evil dead too in your mind with the... Just all it, it, yeah, kind of was like that. It, it looked kind of like that. It was yeah. Like, yeah, it was very funny. I will shoot a fucking baby deer in the face. No, it's a great, it's a great, great bit, man. Yeah, good bit. So, but you know, what? we're not talking about car crashes today. No. So, yeah, I guess uh, we'll, me and Heather, will each take a take a story mm-hmm. about a uh, baseball disaster. Yep. Um, yours is a little more comical. Yeah. Mine's a little more serious, but starts comically. <laughs> <laughs> like like the, the the conduit for the disaster is is a little funny. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm excited cuz I didn't know anything about this until a couple yeah, of years ago. Yeah, this is way way old for me, so. Yeah, let's go <laughs> yeah. way way back yeah. and then the Even know. the other story is way way old for me. I don't really know any of the players or anything like that or but I like baseball. <laughs> we're going to get in the way back machine. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to get way, way. So you don't know who Joe Stanley is? <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah that guy. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, this one is, it's called Black Saturday in Philadelphia. And my source is Baseball's Deadliest Disaster, Black Saturday in Philadelphia by Robert D. Warrington. Um, and it was for basically like the baseball historical society. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a, it was a good write up. So I, I basically nice. took most of my information from this one. Okay. Right on. So one of the deadliest <laughs> disasters in baseball history occurred on August 8th, 1903 in Philadelphia at the Baker Bowl baseball park. Oh. So now I'm going to talk like this the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> So the park was opened in 1887 and was originally called the Huntingdon Street Grounds National League Park, but it was unofficially called the Philadelphia Baseball Park. Yeah, that's that's better. The first one's kind of a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think it was um, they had just been awarded um, like a, a, a team position in the National League. Oh, I see. Philadelphia had. Um, so they just wanted to stick in National League Park. I think just to yeah. just to make it really yeah. stick in people's minds that like now <laughs> we are official. <laughs> so the Phillies owner Alfred J. Reach had been disappointed with the previous park. Um, it couldn't hold as many fans as he wanted to, and you know there were a lot of people who wanted to go. Um, so he's like, right. you know, let's build a bigger, better park. Oh. So he does, and it's actually it was considered one of the best ballparks at the time. It could hold up to twelve thousand five hundred people. And it was constructed mostly of brick. But like most parks during this time, it was also made of a lot of wood. Yeah. Yeah. So on August 6, 1894, the Phillies were playing against the Baltimore Orioles. So just before 11 a.m., a player noticed a fire in the grandstands, which oh. spread very quickly. Uh, and it basically leveled the park by the end of the blaze. Oh, wow. And this was in 1894? Mm-hmm. Wow. So the cause was never discovered, but it was not uncommon for parks to burn down in the late 19th century. Like, because most of them were made of wood. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Oh, people smoking everywhere. The best yeah. material. Yeah, it is, probably is just the fucking massive amounts of cigarettes. So just... <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy that people used to smoke on planes. That is, like, insane. It's but, funny yeah, that yeah, the, like, the baseball players yeah. would smoke on the field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, That's all up to bat. Insane. Like, <laughs> like a Babe Ruth just fucking yeah. sucking on a cigar. Like... <laughs> If you lit a cigarette anywhere inside now, it's like people lose would lose their minds. Be like, oh yeah, what well, right, are you so doing? It's fucking, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like crazy. Well, it's a it's, different yeah. time. I mean, like I, I don't, I, I smoke cigarettes, <laughs> and I don't like like a cigarette inside when I'm not smoke. I don't even like cigarettes inside. Period. Yeah. Well, so it's, uh, anyway. No, it's, it's uh, it stinks up your shit so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. crazy though. Yeah, they're just sitting it's in horrible. the stands like fucking just. You know, puffing on smokes. That's right. Not a care in the world. <laughs> Not a care in the world. Hey, you want a you, you want a Marlboro? <laughs> yeah, little boy, you want a Marlboro? <laughs> they say it's great for your for your growth. That's right. <laughs> they were he has all elements. Rolling their own cigarettes at that point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gotta work the nine to five at the mine before bedtime. <laughs> How old are you? Eleven. I don't know. I'm an orphan. I don't know. Yeah, what well, matter to you? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know my freaking birthday. What are you talking about? <laughs> so the owner, Reach, wanting to avoid another disaster, constructed another park that would be more grandiose, progressive in design, and most importantly, fireproof. <laughs> so it was mostly constructed out of steel and brick and had very little wood except for the floors and the seats and the stands, which some would say... It's one of the worst places to have a fire. (laughs) Yeah. You mean every person? Yeah. (laughs) Some would say yes. God damn, I'm standing and sitting on a powder keg. (laughs) So when the new park opened in 1895, it could now hold 18,800 people. Ooh, and water it, burn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it uh, paved the way for the modern construction of baseball parks. That's good. Mm-hmm. Reach sent out opening day invitations in which he reassured fans that, quote, the new structure is mainly a brick and steel containing no wood or other inflammable, <laughs> inflammable material except the platform and seats. That's it. That's reassuring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I assure you. <laughs> the only thing that'll burn are the things you're sitting on. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Reach believed this park would become a lasting part of Philadelphia, kind of like a landmark that would endure in the, yeah. in the city, you know. That's nice. Those are yeah. nice dreams. <laughs> So by 1903, Reach and his partner, John Rogers, sold the team to a group of investors, but they retained ownership of the park. And this is going to be a little important later. Okay. Saturday, August 8th, 1903, started like any other game day. People entered the park and they took their seats. It is estimated that 10,000 people were in in attendance. Hmm. The Phillies played against the Braves in a doubleheader. The Braves won 5-4 against the Phillies in the first game, and the teams were tied 5-5 to by the fourth inning of the second game. Did they play two games in a single day? Is that what what a doubleheader is? Yeah. Oh, right, right, Doubleheaders, yeah, when you're you're either – back then I think they just did them, but, like, nowadays it's when you're, like, making up a game. Like, like because of weather or something. Oh, like that. okay. Like, but but yeah. it's still playing two. It's two in one day. Oh, okay. Yes, two in one day. Yeah, like mm. a rain delay will do that. Yeah, working them like dogs. Yeah. yeah. Like now they'll suspend games if it's after a certain inning or whatever. Like it starts raining and they'll just be like, "Well, you win." <laughs> like they <laughs> they try not to do double adders. As well. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay, yeah. Because it's such a strain, but 
Yeah, um, they're already playing like a hundred and sixty something games 162, a year. Hundred sixty two. Yeah, it's Oof. crazy. Um, it's yeah, the longest season in the major sports, the four major sports. It's like I don't know, eight months. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, seven it, months. it goes on forever. It seems Christ. like it's forever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all year. Like yeah, yeah okay. No, so yeah, it's, it starts at April or like you know late March, April. Well, no wonder they were doing steroids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, steroids are great for baseball. If, if, if you say otherwise, you just come on. Just, mm-hmm. yeah, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody loves home runs. Juice it up. Juice it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody loves fucking <laughs> smashing. Yeah. Like, Everybody it's... loves the most exciting part of the game is mm-hmm. the home run. So, yeah, just let them do it. Sure. <laughs> I'm not a purist. <laughs> no, yeah, that is a doubleheader. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> two, two, two and one. So uh, I'll let Warrington's description of what happened take over. At 5.40 p.m., the Braves' Joe Stanley was at the plate with two outs. However, the attention of fans that had paid 25 cents for seats in the bleachers down the left field line was drawn to an incident occurring below on 15th Street outside the ballpark. Two drunken men were walking slowly down the street, followed by a small group of boys and girls who were teasing them. Hey, <laughs> mister, mister. Hey, you drunk as some. <laughs> just throwing pebbles at them. Your hair's stupid. Yeah, just like they're like fucking with these two like super drunk guys. <laughs> yeah, poking them with sticks and shit. Get away from me. It's <laughs> like swatting at kids and they're missing. <laughs> you smell like my daddy. <laughs> So suddenly, one of the men turned toward the children and grabbed one of the girls by the hair. Ooh, bad oh, move. That turned not funny very no, well, quickly. <laughs> I mean, those kids were poking a badger, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. But yeah. come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, it's pretty fucked up. So in doing so, he stumbled and fell on top of her. Oh, no. The child, who was later identified as 13-year-old Maggie Barry, shrieked in terror as she as did her companions oh my god they cried help and murder <laughs> the commotion drew people in the ballpark to the top of the bleachers to see what was happening below Uh-oh. and then one of the kids threw a maltov cocktail yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> bring down the system <laughs> The audience congregated on an overhanging wooden balcony at the top of the outer wall that ran along 15th Street and continued around the corner on Lee Avenue. The balcony was seven to eight feet wide and protruded beyond the wall by about three feet. It was intended as a footway for people to use for entering and exiting the grandstands and bleachers. The balcony had a handrail, but was not independently braced underneath. Uh. Instead, the same joists that were used to support the grandstands and bleachers held up the balcony. Okay. So the joists extended through the top of the wall to provide support. The wall itself was approximately 14 inches thick. According to newspaper accounts of the time, an estimated 300 people jammed onto the balcony to witness the incident that was unfolding approximately 30 feet below on 15th Street. Look, two drunk men and a bunch of children are fighting. It's not like there's a fucking baseball game going on or anything. God. It was boring even back in 1903. That's how boring. Well, I'm getting my 25 cents worth. That's how boring baseball is. Uh, But uh, somebody said it once. If you put all the sports on a a corner and one of them is boxing, everybody's going to be watching the boxing. Everybody loves violence. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Nobody's going to be watching a 
baseball game on that corner if somebody's fighting somebody on that corner. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they just encourage yeah. players to fight. Like, just, yeah. <laughs> just, just punch him. Just punch him. Come on, come on. Got to get this numbers up. I mean, if, if you ever see a brawl at a baseball game, it's like the best thing ever. You're Hell like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking kill him. <laughs> yeah. And it's never even like a good fight. It's just like they kind of tussle a little bit. And, yeah, yeah. And every then... once in a while you'll see a punch land, but yeah. But it's, yeah. So the excitement, like, am I going to see it? Yeah, yeah. Or get, <laughs> so, somebody gets ejected. That's always fun, yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're out of here. And you're like, fuck you, you're a terrible person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes they'll take a base, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, a base off the field and take it with them. Like, yeah, you don't deserve this first base. <laughs> it's such a kick dirt on the umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> So the Philadelphia Inquirer described what happened next in a headline story that ran the following day. Suddenly, jammed with an immense vibrating weight, the balcony tore itself loose from the wall, and the crowd was hurled headlong to the pavement. Those who felt themselves falling grasped those behind, and they in turn held on to others. Behind were thousands still pushing up to see what was happening. In the twinkling of an eye, the street was piled four deep with bleeding, injured, shrieking humanity, struggling amid the piling debris. Jesus. Well, I, would, I would catch you. In the twinkle right of an eye. <laughs> I know. It's a twinkle of an eye. In the twinkle of an eye and the dust of a wink. <laughs> I cast you right now. In a, in a, Hundreds you know. were fucking badly injured. Was one of the drunk guys writing this article? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so the crash was as horrifying as it was deadly. In an instant, 15th Street was piled high with more than 200 bleeding, injured, and shrieking individuals. More people continued to fall off the balcony as those still in the bleachers, hearing the noise and screams, pressed forward to see what the commotion was about. (laughs) So one of the first police officers on the scene, Sergeant Bartle, told reporters, quote, There must have been 100 men and boys, and every one of them was covered in blood. Some of them had their clothing almost torn from the bodies, while others were so bespattered with blood and mud as to be almost unrecognizable. Under the debris were the forms of those who were unconscious. Unconscious. We could not tell whether they were dead or alive. Timber, rubbish, and bricks were piled everywhere. My God. That's horrible. Yeah. So we just burned it all. Yeah. (laughs) 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 All right, bring in the steamrollers, boys. We couldn't recognize nothing now. Yeah, stick, human, (laughs) what's the difference? I don't know. So policeman Robert Robinson, who was on duty outside the ballpark, saw the disaster and immediately sent out a call for help. Within minutes, patrol wagons and ambulances were rushing to the ballpark, but the extent of the calamity was, sim- was simply too great for them to handle. Streetcars were emptied of passengers and loaded with the injured. Delivery wagons and automobiles were commandeered by police to rush victims to local hospitals. So back at the accident scene, the best and worst of humanity were on display. Neighbors opened their houses to the wounded, good Samaritans tried to give comfort to the fallen, and doctors rushed to the ballpark when they heard of the disaster. At the same time, pickpockets sought to loot the injured and dying while curiosity seekers simply looked on without offering any relief to those in need. Jeez Louise. Well, you know, it's, yeah, it's a... It's a mixed bag there. Yeah, mm. yeah, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> a My d- doctor like runs over, he's like patching you up and like lifts your wallet too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, oh, there's a couple dollars in Don't there. Don't worry, I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take this. 
<laughs> so the game stopped immediately when the calamity occurred. Shock quickly turned to panic as people in the far field bleachers, sorry, in the left field bleachers started jumping onto the field, fearing that additional sections of the ballpark would collapse. Yeah. So it, it just it erupts into chaos. Oh, sure. People are like, Fuck, are we safe? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Which is probably what every one of us would do. You know, yeah, I mean, it's like, a building just, crumbling. Oh, my God. Like a, yeah, ref, reflex, right? I mean, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like yeah. I, I think from, you know, we saw that from the Deadly Fires episode, yeah. you know, when shit starts going down, yeah. most people don't keep a cool head. Self-preservation you know? kicks yeah, in. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. I actually just watched the station fire again, um, just like, I don't know, a week ago, two weeks oh, ago, just because it's fucking like, horrific. Man. It, it always, I just, I just like have to watch it every six months or a year just to remind myself. It's, I don't know, it, keep your exits, just look for your exits, you know, yeah. and and keep keep them in mind at all yeah. times because uh-huh. it's like. That shit can go bad so quickly. It's and so crazy. If there's a drunk fighting children outside, maybe just <laughs> yeah, let them yeah, be. Just, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, you know. yeah. Someone down yeah. the street will get him. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just, they weren't going to help at all. They just wanted to see it. <laughs> yeah, no. You, man. They just People wanted to <laughs> start betting on the kids, you know. <laughs> would you rather fight one drunk or five kids? Yeah. Or, no, wait, wait, would it be? Would you rather fight one drunk man or five children or five drunk children and one man? <laughs> one man. Does that, does that would, work? No, I don't actually, know. I would rather fight the five drunk children. Yeah, drunk children. Uh, no, one drunk man, and I'll, I'll, I'll fuck those kids up. You know? <laughs> yeah, those kids ain't getting it. Oh, yeah. I mean, how old are we talking? <laughs> uh, I think you said the girl was 13. So, oh, you know, shit. Yeah. And uh, back in 1903? Yeah, in Philadelphia? Hard yeah. knock life. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, yeah, yeah I don't know. singing at you. And so. I wouldn't yeah, Fuck with their man. Street tufts, man. Yeah, they'll stab you. And they're stabbing you when they're yeah, singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the magic of Philly. <laughs> <laughs> so the sound of the breaking timbers and the cry of those caught in the fall gave rise to a belief that the whole of the stand was about to fall. With wild cries of fear, the crowd rose and made a rush for the field. They clambered over the seats and over one another, screaming, swearing, striking, and fighting for precedence in the mad rush for safety. They tore at one another's clothing and behaved like insane men. Yeah. Some players armed themselves with bats to keep from being overwhelmed by the wild stampede. <laughs> the game was canceled. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. Oh, they didn't, they didn't finish? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, double-headed tomorrow. Oh, God, no. <laughs> the field didn't collapse, did it? <laughs> it's been 12 hours. I can't. So the final count of victims was 12 dead and 232 injured. Wow. And it is still the deadliest disaster in Major League Baseball history. They tried to find the two drunk men, but they were never identified, nor did they ever come forward. I'm surprised. Yeah, well, weird, Jack. Probably just <laughs> forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what? Why do I got this lock of girl's hair? <laughs> it's got a piece what of skin did I attached do to last it. Night, uh. <laughs> the youngest killed was a 24-year-old man, and the oldest was a 63-year-old Civil War veteran. Oh, man. The author makes it a point to mention that the veteran had been wounded at the Battle of Antietam, which was one of the one of the bloodiest battles yeah, of like the Civil War. One, yeah. yeah. 
And he'd also survived incarceration at the Confederate Andersonville Prison, which I guess was like very infamous. Well, he was on borrowed time, man. He was fine. You know, he, he, just, yeah. <laughs> had to go. Fucking... He cheated death like a bunch of times. <laughs> had to go gawking. <laughs> yeah, he did. No, I, used, I mean, come on, that's a good way to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. Being crushed to death, yeah, 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 that's yeah, what yeah. I want to do. <laughs> Whatever, after all that, I mean, 68 in that in that time? 63. 63, okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah, still, it's a ripe old age at yeah. that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you, like 100? <laughs> <laughs> I was in the Civil War. Yeah, sure you were. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right, Grandpa. <laughs> 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 I kicked Lincoln in the balls once. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm, he yeah. seemed to like it. <laughs> so cleanup started right after the victims were pulled out of the wreckage. Ballpark employees were told to remove all the debris to clear the site. This was, of course, before the police could do an investigation of what was potentially a crime scene. Hmm. One city building inspector, John H. Kessler came to the scene early to procure pieces of the structure as potential, uh, as potential evidence for the sure-to-come legal inquiry. The police ordered that no debris be moved from the site, but this was two days after the incident and a day after the ballpark employees began their cleanup. Oh, okay. Well, great. Yeah. So, you know, the investigations would lead to lengthy court battles where the owners of the park and the construction firms pointed the finger at each other. The owners of the park argue that they had put the planning, construction, and execution of the park into the hands of the construction company, arguing, quote, The accident was in no way due to any lack of proper precautions or, neg- or, or neglect on the part of officials of the club. When the present management assumed control of the grounds, the pavilion and stands were in perfect condition and, for the purposes intended, were safe and reliable. But the simultaneous rush of several hundred persons to one concentrated point weakened the structure and precipitated several hundred unfortunate persons to the street below. Over-anxiety on their part resulted in the regrettable accident. That's a reasonable argument. Yeah. I mean, and it kind of... Convenient. <laughs> I kind of side... No, no, I, I kind of yeah. side with them a little bit. Like, yeah. like, you know, we were talking at the beginning how, like, sometimes things are out of your control. Yeah. I mean... Well, I guess we'll get, uh, I'll kind of mention later, but, you know, there there really was no evidence of, you know, of a neglect. Ne- yeah, negligence, part. Or, yeah. yeah. But still, the point, you know, the finger pointing and then, like, the shooing of responsibility still happened, you know. Sure, yeah. They may be right, but it's definitely a, uh, how convenient. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So that shouldn't happen because this. <laughs> yeah. So R.C. Bollinger, the head of the construction firm, countered with his own statement. The fault, if it lies anywhere, is theirs, not mine. Yeah, he... see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, is that right? <laughs> he praised the quality of the original construction, but also cautioned that eight years had since passed, and that, quote, the best timber, when subjected, unprotected, for eight years to the effects of the sun, wind, snow, and rain, may become rotten. Bollinger declared emphatically, quote, my responsibility ended when the grounds were opened and the tests were made, unquote. And it seemed that many sided with Bollinger that the collapse was from poor maintenance by the ballpark. Because yeah. um, it was their responsibility to keep up with the repairs. Right. You know, after after the construction crew was gone. Yeah, the construction crew doesn't normally come back for maintenance calls. Which is also a good point, you know, yeah. as well. Yeah. 
So one of the owners of the park, Rogers, said that Bollinger had assured him that the joists and the wood were treated and protected from rotten decay, essentially saying that Bollinger was scamming him. Hmm. So, but it really, I don't know, you know, but then the owners, the ballpark owners come back with like receipts and like, no, we did do repairs. Sure. Um, So it kind of just goes back and forth like that for a while. Yeah. And, you know, there would be lawsuits, countersuits, and inquiries. Um, and the case would go on for six years, even reaching the Supreme Court. Holy shit. Yeah. Damn. So they ruled that it was the large number of spectators rushing to one side that made the structure collapse, and that the ballpark's landlords were not to blame, nor was the construction firm responsible. So well, it, it really was a freak accident. Yeah, for you know, sure. Yeah, that I mean... this fucking audience just kind of did themselves really. yeah i don't think it needed six years in the supreme court to figure that out i mean it's it was pretty fucking obvious said, yeah you're saying that it, it was like six years of litigation not not in the supreme court for six no years. no no it, it was it was six years of yeah litigation yeah. and then it, it finally got to the supreme court. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry because I like, phrase that strangely I, oh no no it's fine yeah <laughs> it's i like, mean because it's damn, like man they're taking a long time well you know one. it's like they're you know the two companies are trying to you know not take responsibility yeah. and then you have yeah. the families of of either those killed or or the injured yeah um suing both parties as well and yeah. so then they're even more trying to say well we're not responsible sue him you know don't sue, right. don't sue us then it, so that's why I had to get carried all the yeah. way. It was just kind of a mess, right? You know? A similar thing happened with the station fire. I yeah. mean, they were suing everybody and their mother that could have been sued. Involved. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, like the Budweiser and the club and the inspectors, <laughs> and the owners, the Budweiser girls. Yeah. Sue yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, when when loss of life is involved, I mean, emotions run high and sure, people it, it, want yeah, justice. Want, yeah, exactly. You want some yeah. justice. You want like compensate some some sort of compensation for. Or, you know, just something to show for this person's death. Definitely. Like, you know. Definitely. Mm-hmm. This event influenced how ballparks were constructed using materials like concrete and wrought steel. And it gave way to the ballparks we know today. Mm-hmm. Bleachers and stands are now are now solid concrete. Yeah, they sure are. Mm-hmm. And the disaster also led to tighter building inspection laws. This event is why parks now have to openly display their permits from the Inspection Bureau of its structural integrity. And they limit the number of people allowed in the stadium at a time for optimal safety precautions. And I think that's another reason you'll see, like, the holds this many, you know, occupants kind right, of thing. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, you do see that on, on balconies. Mm-hmm. Like, like mm. in the, on the little... Maximum, uh, maximum occupancy. And, yeah, uh, on yeah. the decks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, the, the well, Black I'm, Saturday. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that... Uh, that it is the way it is now, but uh, that sucks that 12 people had to die or however. Yeah, I mean, that's usually, 12, I believe. yeah, that's usually how these things work. Yeah, that's true. Some well, bu- bullshit happens. Concert venues, like the station, same thing, right? I mean, like, they, that's that's gotten way better since the station fire. I right? think, well, I think the Aztec Theater was the one that really set that oh, off. Was that it? was the one that was in, like, the 1920s. It was the deadliest fire in American history, I believe. Mm, yeah. There's a bunch of kids that like died there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did hear about that. Yeah. yeah. It was like mostly kids because it was like a children's performance yeah. or something. Yeah. It was just a gorgeous theater, but they, they again, rushed like opening it. and Clearly, they yeah. didn't learn, though. I mean. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, the, the station's Sorry. kind of a special case. Um, Sorry. <laughs> station's a special case of like negligence 
not only from the part of the owners, but from local corrupt law enforcement as well. And also the idiots that put, I don't care, I don't care where, yeah, it's flame retardant. It's, it's, you don't put pyrotechnics in here. Any, yeah, anybody I could. I mean, uh, I you can't been. see great white without pyrotechnics <laughs> everyone knows that and you know what i'm not convinced that the fire wasn't started by those fucking sweet ass licks you know <laughs> desert moon is a fucking thing hey. yeah. <laughs> i don't even know is that how they uh, sound <laughs> shout out the devil yeah, yeah. yeah basically <laughs> shout yeah. Vince Neil, are you are you in the studio right now? <laughs> Yo, what's up? Stick it on, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bloated. <laughs> well that's uh that's crazy. I didn't know that there had been like carnage at a baseball game before. Yeah, I mean the the description makes it sound like it was probably fucking terrifying. I oh, mean yeah. just like bodies and, and timber and, and metal. You know, just this pile of of all, it just everything's mixed Horrible. together. Yeah, and I bet those injuries were real bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's not hard to die at a baseball game, though. Just just oh. letting you know. <laughs> like, there have true. been a lot. Of, I mean, like they sweep them under the rug, but like I wouldn't say a lot, but like it's happened over the years where people get hit in the face with a baseball or oh, you know, or just, in the wrong place yeah, in the yeah, head or something. Just hit in the head. Is there a, like a famous instance? Uh, of that? Well, there's one that's really really sad. It's uh, it was the, the Rangers, uh, ironically. Um, but uh, coming up, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, it was I think I think it's Josh Hamilton. He's a He's an outfielder, and he threw a a, a ball to a fan, and uh, Sorry. I, yeah, no, I know it's it's not it's not great. Um, it's but he, yeah, this guy like he must have felt so bad, and he had like I think drug problems or alcohol problems. The well, player, the player did, yeah, and he uh, not the kid, not the <laughs> kid. No, this is a guy. It was a man with with his kid. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, gotcha. it was it was crazy. Like he he. I don't know how old the kid was, probably like probably six or seven or eight. eight I don't know. Eight or something. Whatever I can't tell how old kids are. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, so he's and he's reaching over and he loses his balance and he falls off the the front row in the outfield. And in this particular place, they have like a, uh, an opening between the actual wall and where you're sitting. Okay. And it's like 20 foot drop. And he goes, it was, a tw- <sighs> was it 20 foot or 12 20, feet? No, I think. Whoever was saying the story said yeah. it was about 20 feet. I don't know. Holy shit. It doesn't matter. 12 feet, 20 feet. And just lands on his face and just You dies. can see the, the video yeah, of the him just on, like tipping yeah. over. He just like, goes head first. Oh. He, I mean, it, it doesn't show him oh, no. making contact, but his son is just like standing there like. Yeah. You just see him like disappear. Wow. Yeah, and that's like not even ones where like people are getting. You can die at a baseball game. That was a freak accident. If you want, we're talking about freak yeah. accidents, but yeah, you can get hit. That's why they put up the nets. Uh, I think either this year or last year. Um, the safety nets. Yeah, yeah. They, they go down way further than they used to. Well, then Hamilton's story ends tragically too, doesn't it? Yeah, I can't remember what the end of that story was. Well, wasn't he? <laughs> didn't he, uh, relapse, he relapsed on drugs yeah, yeah. and just kind yeah, of threw was, his career it, away? It was. I, I don't know if he made a comeback. I can't remember, but um, yeah. but yeah, no, it's something. Yeah, it was. It wasn't a great story. They're just like, well, sad. 
you're his dad now. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and the kid's probably stoked, like, Hamilton's my dad now. Yeah, oh, and then, that's and then just a few. That's, that's so funny. <laughs> Didn't another dude fall off a balcony, like, a few years yeah, too, ago? I, mean, I don't like, remember what game it was. Like, an upper balcony, yeah. wasn't it? And those aren't, I mean, like, those aren't, those are just, like I said, freak accidents. But yeah. it's, it's not It's not exactly um, You know, some people hard. want that ball harder yeah. Yeah. more than others, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're not paying attention at a baseball game you and or in any sort of, like, the ball could hit you, <laughs> you should just be paying attention. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. You, like, look at the pitch? All right, you got 15 seconds to talk to your friends. What was the... Look at the pitch. What was the seconds. famous video, like, where this batter... Uh, it's like this, it was this famous video where this batter, he like hits, he hits the ball and he like flings his bat and it goes like, just like sailing towards the audience. And it is just about to hit this like kid mm-hmm. and the dad and like the sticks, uh, I think yeah. he sticks his arm out. Yeah. So it hits his arm, yeah. but this bat was just like, yeah. Whoa. Helicoptering yeah, sort towards of. this yeah. fucking kid. <laughs> wow. like, this kid's just like, Ooh. yeah, we've, yeah. We've definitely been to a game where that's happened where, where they just, they just, they miss. They usually miss the ball, and it just swings out of their hand. Like Maybe crazy. that was what happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that just goes and, sailing, and, and they go. You know, they do one of these crouch things, like oh shit, like oh, <laughs> like sorry, yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah, l- luckily, now with the with the um the, the nets, you're not gonna. I mean, unless you're really swinging the bat <laughs> to get it over those, yeah, nets. or pressing your tough. face against the, the net, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to feel the game. Just... <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you want to get yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to do the infamous 10 cent beer night. Um, this has had a lot of coverage over the years. So on June 4th, 1974, the Cleveland Indians hosted the Texas Rangers at their municipal stadium. Attendance was low for the Indians at the time because, quite frankly, they sucked hard. <laughs> so, and they had a horribly racist name. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad that wasn't the thing people were concerned about. Yeah. So, because of they were sucking, their attendance again was really low. So the stadium was trying to come up with ways to increase fan turnout. Sure, sure. Enter ten cent beer night. It was the second idea after bear fights. <laughs> Axe throwing competition. Yeah, or or egg egg night giveaway. Egg, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, egg, egg night, night giveaway. Does an egg night? Yeah, that can't box of tomatoes. Why are they throwing them? They're wasteful. <laughs> I genuinely thought they would want the eggs. You know, you know yeah. Tomorrow morning, you know, I just. These animals. Yeah, these are animals. (laughs) So as part of this promotion, uh, fans could purchase six 12-ounce beers at 10 cents a pop, normally priced at 65 cents. I'm I'm sorry. I have to interrupt you. I've been thinking about it because I did know this fact. Yeah. It is so disgusting to me to think about people walking away with, per person, six beers with, like, their fingers. You can't carry six beers (laughs) <laughs> with with you know like uh, yeah. you, you got to stick your fingers in it yeah it's yeah. gross it was they're, the 70s and they're just, yeah. and they're just drinking it and it's like cheetos you get to lick it off it's just a bunch of fucking people with like beer hands I'm, I'm sorry keep it it's, it's okay it's okay <laughs> but it's a bunch of fucking 
people with a nasty. Uh, hey guys, I'm <laughs> Timothy Bearhands. <laughs> I just always have this like idea in my head of people walking to back to their seats, like fucking double fisting it with their all of them with their fingers and their beers. Uh, Gross, mm. nasty. Anyway, yeah, who knows what they were doing with those fingers? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They, yeah, just touching the fucking uh, the uh, restroom doors. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> nasty. So fans could purchase six 12-ounce beers at $0.10 cents a pop, normally priced at $0.65 cents a piece, per concession stand trip. And Jeez. there was seemingly no... 60... Wow. $0.65. Cents. Normally, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, and there was no limit on how many trips you could take to throughout the night. Jesus Christ, man. That's that's insane. Yeah. So, so people are just getting fucking just obliterated. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. You know, and you think at some point the concession stand person would be like, "Sir, I think you've had enough." You know. Well, yeah, there's there's issues with that as well. Oh, I see. So, I mean, this promotion as a baseball fan, fan sounds awesome, right? It, like, it does sound it cool. Sounds great. Yeah, it sounds I would totally sweet. be all over that. Hell yeah. That would be like the equivalent of what, like, like dollar, dollar beers, beers yeah, right? or even oh, yeah. like dollar fifty, yeah, compared to the yeah, like nine, twelve dollars yeah. that you pay yeah. now, yeah. 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 It'd be like maybe even $2. in this economy, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's yeah, six and a half times, yeah. So yeah, wow, that's crazy to think about. Right? Ten cent beer night is it would be. Well, I guess in the seventies that probably would have been similar, right? Like sixty five yeah. cents, probably like dollar yeah. fifty. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think something like probably. that. Probably. Yeah. So, as awesome as this sounds, um, as expected, the promotion ended in utter chaos, which is not really shocking. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this wasn't the first time this promotion had been used in the major leagues. The Indians had offered a nickel beer night promotion just three years earlier, but these were limited to before and after the game. Oh, I see. Right. Mm. Also, the Rangers themselves had recently hosted their own 10 cent beer night, and it went over without a hitch. And this was happening all throughout baseball in the 70s. I mean, 10 cent beer night was not an unprecedented thing. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Like, if they did that now for whatever, $2.75 beer night, $2.50, yeah. people wouldn't lose their fucking minds. Well, there's, like, it, it's kind of like a, a, a stew of sorts that, that's going on with this one. I see. Yeah. Okay. Lot, lot, a perfect storm is brewing here. Because I thought it was maybe... Just these animals. Yeah. yeah. The animals. Yeah. I and mean. I, this whole time I was assuming beers would be like, I don't know, a dollar, two dollars or something before. And people were just like, I can't believe it. Yeah. It's 10 cents. Wow. <laughs> but it's like, that's not that much. Le- uh, 65 cents ain't bad. Yeah. Um, well, there's other <laughs> shit going on. Yeah. So, I mean. Apparently. Because the promotions have been going on all throughout the MLB, it wasn't unreasonable to think this was a great option to boost attendance numbers, you know, on Cleveland's part. Now, the city of Cleveland around this time was in turmoil. Starting in 1960, the economy started to slow down, and hundreds of factories had shut down, mainly due to changes in the steel and railroad industries. Sorry, steel and railroad industries. Because of this, thousands of people lost their jobs and landed in poverty. And so they were... ten cent beer night was sounded real good. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I mean, yeah. <laughs> because of because of all this going on, there was social unrest, and you know the nineteen sixties. Oh yeah, yeah, racial tension going on Famous all over Cleveland. the country. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and because of all the severe pollution. Ohio, Ohio. <laughs> and also because of all the severe pollution coming out of Cleveland, the Cuyahoga the Cuyahoga River had 
caught on fire several times. Oh, I've yeah. heard burning. about that. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. yeah. So Cleveland was metal, not yes, fucking is. doing well, man. It, it was it was on downward spiral for no sure. Shit. On top of this, tensions were already high between the Indians and the Rangers. As they always have been. I hope you wrote that one. No. <laughs> no I am just that time. good. Uh, that yay. That a, <laughs> <a> zinger. Fucking Texas Rangers. So just six days before, the two teams were playing in Texas and a bench-clearing brawl broke out. After a slide that was perceived as being too hard of a slide, he hit another player, and uh, players started getting, you know, hit with pitches after that. Yeah, for retaliation. That's a that's a common thing. If it's so it's such a weird thing that they do. It's like <laughs> we all know you're gonna do it. Just like be like, hey man, just, why don't you not hit me with the ball right now? That's going <laughs> like, like you know seventy <laughs> miles yeah, an hour, ninety. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, it's, yeah. You see it all the time. Oh, you're watching yeah. baseball. It's yeah. like, goddamn. It's like, dude, you know it's coming, but it's just like it's like these unwritten rules about baseball that they have. It's like <laughs> if it, if you. Uh, spike me, then I'm gonna come after you next time you're up to bat, and I'm gonna do it, you know. Or spike or like, me and hit with cleats. Yeah, like yeah. you're you're like really trying to like hit him in the shin when you and you know you're out, for yeah. instance, and you're just rule like, number you know, seven: yeah. be petty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's, that's all it seems like. It's like you guys are just being petty. Or like if you uh, hit a home run and you flip the bat, like you're just like. Uh, like yeah, yeah, see that, and you flip it away from yourself. Is it like a? It's like a personal foul yes, in football kind like, of thing. It, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of like a, in in football they would give you like a penalty for celebration or excessive celebration, but I don't think they would anymore. Actually, I think they took that away. You can celebrate as much as you want. Showboating. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can showboat now as much nice. as you want. Oh good, uh, that's my favorite part I'm of football. Pretty sure. I, I don't know if there's a level to it, but yeah, if you flip your bat, the next time you come up to bat, they're gonna hit you. Oh, okay, yeah. I see. Okay. It's, it's like a weird, unwritten rule. Yeah. Huh. Or there's a bunch of them. Baseball's weird. It is. It is. <laughs> it is very strange. There's a bunch of those. So this brawl wasn't like the dumb brawls you were talking about earlier, where it's just kind of like scuffles and a little bit of shoving and stuff. Yeah, this is a I mean, it, 70s punches brawl. were thrown, <laughs> and uh, the Rangers fans, brawls. you know, punches were thrown, and the Rangers fans started... Throwing their beers onto the onto the players, the Indians players, throwing their food out into the fields, you know, just kind of getting in on the I action. Bet that was like metal bottles. Probably glass bottles. <laughs> their Lone Star beer. Yeah, <laughs> or that. Yeah, or metal. You metal cans. Yeah. No. Or yeah, that's when what beer I, cans why were was I thinking, really something. This whole know? time I was thinking, yeah, like. Uh, plastic like what we have now you know yeah I mean, it, it, it it was it was, it was yeah all they were serving cups. serving beer in plastic okay, cups so as far as i know i'm all, okay. yeah as okay. far as i know from, gotcha. from my impression from looking so into that, this that ain't so bad yeah but it's yeah. still annoying that's a lot of beer <laughs> yeah you're covered in nachos and beer like, these three right here these are mine <laughs> i'm gonna throw these three yeah Dude, these are my three drinking beers these are my three throwing beers. i don't think this was a 10 cent beer night no no i was no, just no, a no, thing no. going on but yeah <laughs> you need ammunition beer though yeah, you're right you if it's 10 cents do. a pop why not <laughs> But uh, also the Indians catcher, Dave Duncan, had to be restrained from taking the brawl to the stands because, you know, 
it, the fans were pissing him off. They were asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> However, the game was not suspended because of this and went on with no ejections, and the Rangers won 3-0. to zero. Now, when the Rangers manager Millie... Millie Martin. <laughs> Millie. <laughs> when the Rangers manager Billy Martin was interviewed after the game by a reporter, he was asked if he was worried about fan retaliation at the upcoming game in Ohio. And he responded, Nah, they won't have enough fans there to worry about. Ooh. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> Shots oh, fired. Oh, Millie. Go, Millie. Yeah. So he, he's getting dirty. So, naturally, this was the talk of Cleveland, and radio host Pete Franklin added fuel to the fire by riling up the Indians fans against the Rangers on his radio show. He was, like, encouraging the Indians fans to to get in there and fight back, basically. All right, here's their home addresses. Here are their children's names. (laughs) They're staying under these names at the hotels. I mean, maybe not fight back, but he was trying to get them Yeah, sure, sure. Just be like, yeah, yeah, come on. Should you show your support? Yeah, fuck those Sports Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> so the angry fans were gearing up for the June 4th game, ready for anything. The storm was already brewing. Oh, yeah. So the night of the game, over 25,000 fans showed up. Ooh. This was double the normal number, which usually ranged between 12,000 and 13,000. And it's reasonable to think that the understaffed stadium workers were likely not prepared for this number of fans. (laughs) Some of you won't make it out tonight. (laughs) (laughs) They only had 50 security workers throughout the entire stadium. 50 for 25,000 people. Smart. Well, they were only expecting, you know, their 12 to 13,000. I don't know how. I mean, this radio guy must be pretty charismatic. I guess so, yeah. I guess everybody was listening to him. It was the 70s. Rush Limbaugh. (laughs) (laughs) And for some reason, a bunch of people brought firecrackers with them to the game, and they were lighting them off all throughout the stands. Jesus, all right. (laughs) Good idea. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, it's fun so far. Yeah, yeah. So the tensions between the two teams, having been far from settled, were beginning to manifest during the game, mostly on the fans' side. Coupled with the crowd quickly becoming more unruly with each passing minute, shit was hitting the fan. Now, the demand for beer was so high that the concession workers were unable to keep up. Literally, shit was hitting the fan. They were taking shits in their hands and throwing in the fan. Uh, other we fans. want more they beer! Were, they were crazy. They were psychos. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought also, interestingly, the legal drinking age at the time was 18 oh, as well. Yeah. So uh, it's like younger and more people yeah. of legal drinking age. Giggity. So in an attempt to meet the high demand, they drove the beer trucks right up to the outfield fence and people started to line up right there, being served by two teenage girls. Where they had troughs. (laughs) And they just stuck their heads in them. It was a duff man, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, who's ready to should have been. Oh, it would have been fine. (laughs) Ready for some beer. Ah, great Simpsons character. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Duff man. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, the girls could not keep up either. It's just two of them with a bunch of drunk people lining up the beer trucks. Oh, God, I fucking would have hated (laughs) those girls. So they just, like, walked off. 
the job. Fuck, yeah. wow. That's good. Yeah. yeah they're just like, fuck this. I'm getting groped. <laughs> yeah. Getting fucking like puked on. Yeah. You know, like, ugh. Yeah. Just left the uh, asylum to the inmates. Yeah, you know, basically. basically. <laughs> <laughs> you guys deal with it. Go ahead. <laughs> Fun. So, Is that the right way to say that? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the inmates are running the asylum, yeah, yeah, or yeah, the yeah, yeah. the patients are running the asylum. Yeah, yeah either way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, you know, with nobody manning the trucks, bands started serving themselves. Sure, they did. <laughs> uh, I've heard on one of the the videos I was watching that even somebody people would just start like taking the taps and shit like right <laughs> off the truck. Like I'm 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 assuming kegs were attached to them. <laughs> I, hate, I hate to bring up another Simpsons reference. Oh no. Because <laughs> the episode where Homer's having a barbecue and Barney walks in with a keg and he's like, Oh Barney, you brought he brought a keg and he's like, Yeah, now where can I fill it up? <laughs> 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 yes, that definitely has ten cent beer night energy oh, yeah, all over yeah. it. Just for like sure. a keg to every man and to every man a keg. Yeah. So by the second inning, the Rangers had taken the lead. The chaos from the stands started to spill onto the field, resulting in delays as security had to deal with these unruly fans who were wandering onto the field and running off. <laughs> I'm baseball player. Woo. They're not even like streaking or running or like not yet. They're just like where, 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 the, where are my shoes? Boy, this man, grass this, feels yes, grass nice. Is, <laughs> this grass sure is nice. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I keep tapping stuff because I'm. He's fidgety. Ah, uh, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, M's M's fidgety too. She does like that leg, the fast leg shaking. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah, like, like just imagine like, hey, come on, guys, get off. Can you guys get off? Just just the field. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the security guards aren't come even on. chasing them. Yeah. They're just like pointing them in directions. Like you come. They're like holding up, on. holding up beer. And just like got beer over here. Like come on. Oh, just beer. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Oh yeah, it's all those. It's the second inning, you assholes. <laughs> So, I mean, things really kick off early on in the game when a middle-aged woman walked out onto the field and flashed her boobs to the crowd. (laughs) She also tried to kiss the Homa umpire. She was escorted off. Whose wife got very angry. (laughs) Shortly after this, the Rangers strengthened their lead and a fully nude man ran onto the field and slid into second base after Rangers player Tom Grebe hit his second home run. What the fuck? (laughs) The streaker ran off and was never caught. (laughs) Damn, I bet you he woke up with a fucking nasty burn. Oh, yeah, that sounds like that hurts. But he couldn't feel it it at the time. Yeah, that's that's tough sliding on that. I don't know if they have dirt or clay there, but come on. I'm Tom Grebe. Look at me. I can slide to a base. (laughs) So during the very next inning, two men ran out into the outfield and mooned the crowd. Oh, now I've heard those this, rascals! I've heard this told as it was like a father-son combination. Like I, I don't know. The details of this event are are told slightly differently throughout articles oh, okay. and different sources. Sure, sure, so right. Yeah, it's a bunch of drunk it eyewitnesses. Yeah, I, was yeah. Say, I would think they're yeah. <laughs> they're very, yeah there was one. <laughs> Maybe two guys out there. <laughs> it's the dad and son. I, I don't know. Pretty they sure, looked alike. I'm pretty sure in the moon as you can see their balls, but I wasn't. Yeah, I'm, pretty, I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
So after these two men mooned the crowd, this resulted in another pause in the game as security chased the men and escorted them off the field. Shortly after this, the Rangers disputed a safe call at third base. Cleveland fans were becoming more agitated with all the pauses in the game, and objects were just flying onto the field from the stands with increasing frequency. Then they had an announcement come on the loudspeaker saying, please don't throw things on the field. (laughs) That's a good idea. (laughs) And in response... Even more beer, batteries, hot dogs, batteries, golf balls. Yes. Yeah, I guess they were yes, having like batteries. a a battery. Oh, I heard at one yeah, point they were having great. like a battery promotion great, too. Great idea. I I don't know if, if that's true, but they were being thrown. Come come get our heaviest yeah, battery yeah. yet. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a super baby battery. Ten pounds of power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Someone tossed a lit firecracker into the Rangers' bullpen. Oh, shit. (laughs) All right, all right. Damn. Now, with all this chaos going on, they somehow made it to the bottom of the ninth inning. It was five to five. The Indians tied it up. Everyone was tired. (laughs) (laughs) Very dark. (laughs) So, a 19-year-old fan ran out into the field and tried to steal Rangers outfielder Jeff Burroughs' hat by flipping it off his head. Burroughs tried to confront the young man, but tripped over his own feet in the process. The Rangers manager believed that Burroughs had been attacked and said, Boys, let's go get him. Ooh. Oh, no. He charged out onto the field, followed by players armed with bats. Oh, oh shit, no. damn. Okay, they're fucking... Serious. <laughs> right. And then they fought 25,000. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Sparta. It was like yeah. 300. <laughs> Hold! <laughs> well, as you can imagine, the Indians ha- Indians fans were having none of that shit, goddammit. They were fucking smashed, they were angry, and they were ready for a fight. Oh, shit. Some fans had torn out stadium seats and armed themselves with pieces of the chairs. It really is like like three hundred. <laughs> you, know, you just imagine them like pulling up a chair. They're just like gnawing at it. Like, <laughs> and because nineteen seventies, others had knives and chains on oh, them. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a little more serious. Yeah, they're bikers and stuff. <laughs> so very quickly, the twenty five Rangers players out on the field found themselves surrounded by two hundred drunk, angry fans. Wow, this really is like 300. (laughs) (laughs) More and more objects were flying onto the field. You have to look. At least we fight in the shade. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like beer instead of arrows, you know? (laughs) You have to look at the pictures of these, you guys and everybody. Is there video? Um, there's no video as far no, as I really? can tell. Okay. I wish oh, there was. Man. There's a lot of photos though, and okay. they are yeah, I'll have to, I, I hadn't, chaos. I hadn't. Uh, I didn't look any of them up. So okay. To, yeah. Well, we'll we'll post a few on. Oh, definitely. Uh, on the social media posts. Yeah, yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, you just look up ten cent beer night. Google images. Boom. It's it's, it's just it's insane. It's chaos. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking bonkers. So in response to. The Rangers being in peril, the Indians manager ordered the Cleveland players to arm themselves with bats as well to help defend them, who were surely in danger of a massive beatdown. The riot had properly begun. Players and fans started to fight each other. The steel stadium seats were being used as weapons, and Indians pitcher Tom Hargrove Hargrove and crew chief Nestor Chilak were struck in the head with these chairs. Jesus. 
The players desperately tried to vacate the field and had to fight off the fans who stormed the field. They eventually were able to make their way to the dugouts in tight groups and were able to make it to their clubhouses. Yeah, Reasonably fans unscathed. are about to fucking kill them. I know. Jesus. I know. That's crazy. <laughs> Beer Night, man. Yeah, it, it, it really changes a man, you know? Did they put some like, sort of like experimental drug in the fucking beer? Like, like Maybe. Turn people into psychos? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I think it was just, you know, with all those factors of Cleveland just being so like desperate around that time. And then. God, we never should have made that steroid Bud Light. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? <laughs> <I'm>... Bud Light Roid. <laughs> Bud Light Roid. So, I mean, in the meantime, fans were fighting each other because there's no players to fight anymore. They had gotten out of there. I'm in a fighting mood. I'm going to (laughs) fight. Yeah. (laughs) So the fans were, like, ripping up the grass out of the field, stealing the bases, and, like, really taking anything else that could be carried off the field. Jesus, man. Order would not be restored. So the riot lasted for about 20 minutes, and then the SWAT team showed up. The crowd was dispersed with tear gas and batons. Ooh, that must have been a lot of puke. Yeah, no. Like, oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. You are that. 10 cent beer night drunk. <laughs> you get tear gassed and fucking beat, you know? Like, dude. Hitting the tummy with a baton. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> fucking stomach full of, like, cheap brats and nachos. And, oh, you know, God. Warm beer. <laughs> and so that's like, so there's 20. Man, this is a crazy scene in my head. Yeah, it, it's crazy. I can't even imagine 26 it. players or whatever, and how many coaches, you know. Yeah. And for both teams versus, like, 200 people. Like, like on the field, yeah, and like that's not to mention the psychos, other like, yeah. in the fan, yeah. Yeah. That are just, like, reser- the they're, they're reserves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll get in there. We'll or they're all it. passed out. <laughs> yeah. They don't even know what's going on. <laughs> Like a crazy uh, it's like a fucking Roman Legion army. It's just, <laughs> they're like fucking rank and shit. <laughs> Get the phalanx. So because of this chaotic scene and realizing that they were not going to be able to finish this game, I mean, after all, the bases were gone. The uh, was gone. <laughs> Puke Ch- everywhere. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, Nestor Chilak forfeited the game to Texas. He, he remarked after the game, Fucking animals. You can't just pull back a pack of animals. When uncontrolled beasts are out there, you gotta do something. I saw two guys with knives, and I got hit with a chair. <laughs> if the fucking war is in on tomorrow, oh, I'm going to join the other side to get a shot at them. Oh, wow. <laughs> he was not happy. <laughs> so, the aftermath resulted in many injuries. However, there were shockingly only nine arrests made for disorderly conduct. Just nine, huh? Just nine. <laughs> yeah, just, I'm sure it was just, only nine. They just picked them. like whoever they was the least covered in puke. <laughs> yeah, probably. You. Yeah. You. you. <laughs> there are a total of nineteen streakers during the game. Jeez. An estimated sixty thousand beers were served up. Ooh. And the most incredible thing of all. The Indians hosted another 10-cent beer night just a little over a month later, where 41,000 fans attended. Wow. However, That's huge. they beefed up their security and limited the 10-cent cups to two per person. Which might have oh. been, you know, good nah. at the time. Yeah. <laughs> T- tell people six, they'll take six. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, people do. 
So in retrospect, this promotion was probably the worst idea, idea ever conceived. Um, the way that the night ended was painfully predictable. But it sure makes for an unforgettable night that was honestly probably forgotten by a great many who attended. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> I like, ooh, that was a nice little bow. <laughs> Thank you. And that is Tencent Beer Night. You know what? If you talk about Tencent Beer Night, you weren't there. You weren't there. <laughs> yeah, you remember it? You weren't there, man. Uh, so true. <laughs> See, that's wild. I wa- You know, it's so it's crazy to think of like what would have happened if the players had stayed. Like, oh my god, they would have gotten torn gotten apart. Fucking killed or some dude, shit. People dude, people armed with like steel chairs and pieces of chairs yeah. and oh, and you know what's funny too? In two thousand one, at a football game, a Browns game, almost like a, a similar thing happened. Remember that video we watched last night of all the fans throwing all the beers onto oh, yeah. the Yes. There's a weird like they re- they were the coaches were reviewing the wrong call it was like they were reviewing a call from two plays ago and people were getting pissed so they started just chucking their beers onto the field again and there was footage of a dude like breaking a wooden seat in the stands and like pulling pieces (laughs) off of it like like cleveland has a a legacy to uphold or something it was absolutely insane it's crazy like like i said we're crazy you don't fuck with us here sorry it's no it's just crazy it's crazy to think like yeah what you were saying it's like over what? What do you? Why would you be so nuts? You know what I mean? Like, what is the? It's just baseball. <laughs> like, yeah. Not, like uh, I'm gonna attack a player. I like, mean, it's what? man. It, everybody what? must have just been yeah like, blackout drunk That's or yeah. some <laughs> shit, man. I mean, because they they just like lost control. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think the mo- yeah the mob mob mentality took over. Sure, yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, you get like swept up in yeah, all, in all like, the yeah. Kill yeah. Chaos, chaos. <laughs> but I will say sports fans yeah. like passion be very yeah. passion passionate. run high. We'll yeah. say passionate. <laughs> yeah. I guess like out of 20 was it 25,000 or 40? 25,000. Out of 25,200 people you said on the field field. at one time. Yeah, that's about the odds that I would imagine that are that psycho. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, I think of how many fights I've almost seen or seen break out at a bar over sports. Over sports, yeah. So, yeah, I get now you imagine actually being at a game and, like, you know, it's that I think it's that mentality of like it's like an us mentality, you know, like when people say talk about a game, you know, or talk about a team, it's like, mm. we won, you know, yeah. like, yeah. man, we fucking, we did it, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's like Lord of the Flies up in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, yeah. I have the coach. <laughs> yeah. Kill I, the pig. I def- Kill the pig. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely guilty of that. Like, well, we won today. Yeah. I actually, I'm, I, I, yeah, I, I, mean, I would say, no, I would say, like, little, the Rockies won. So, like, when we leave the Rocky yeah. Stadium and we lose and there's, like, annoying, like, yeah. fans there, mm-hmm. say, California fans or something, and or, they're, like, or, they're, like, yeah. we won! And you're, like, yeah. God, <laughs> fuck you, you're so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time at, at a Rays game when we lived in Florida, and it was an Orioles game, oh, and they God. won... And I was so bitter, and I was just like, "Oh, there's Orioles fans, huh? Yeah, because these people were just like, yeah, like, you know, <laughs> in your face, fuck you.' And I was just like, "Oh wow, you guys exist, huh?" 
I know. Cool. I was like, simmer down, honey. Uh, simmer yeah, that's, down. A, that's just the best yeah. way to start a fight. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm <laughs> by myself. There's just... six guys. <laughs> I'll take on all your Orioles. Like, me and Heather. I'm not. Yeah. I, I, sh I said by myself, but. <laughs> I'll, I'll be walking away from yeah, that one. You, you take your medicine. Yeah. No, no. But they were, they were, you know, up high. Sure. Oh. <laughs> my favorite <laughs> games were when the Yankees were playing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Those are. God. No offense to Yankees fans, but you y'all are arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> I would say they're just uh, very passionate. Um, passionate. Yeah, yeah. passionate. And Don't hurt me. Loud. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they do a lot of you know. Uh, you know they're there. Yeah, when you they're do. there. You, do. you know, yeah, you know that. And you know what? You're never gonna fucking yeah, forget yeah, it. Yeah, you're never gonna forget <laughs> it because they'll tell you. That they're a fan. <laughs> anyway. Well, yeah, this was a, well, that was a fun one. Yeah, yeah just, for sure. It was sort of a light one. We're getting ready for the 30th episode. Next, wow. next one. Wow. I know, made it to 30. That's Is awesome. it 30 already? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. 30, wow. 30. Yeah, so we thought we'd just have a little fun with this one. Yeah. Um, you know, and we're, we'll have a something special planned for the 30th, for yeah. sure. Yeah. It was awesome doing it. I, I had fun. I'm yeah, no, thanks. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Gail, yeah. for coming on. You know? Yeah, that's that was, amazing. It was sweet. And, uh, if there's anything you want to cut, um, I would not be offended that I would possibly offend somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a fine line these days. You got to walk, yeah. you know. I, I, for anybody listening, I guarantee some of this was edited because I said something offensive. You know, <laughs> we, we've been guilty of that. A oh, absolutely. Times. A bad yeah. accent, you know, yeah. something that just didn't go over well. Unfortunate yeah. accent, uh, I would Unfortunate say. accent, yeah. Unintentionally sad accent. Yeah, but no, it's great. This is the longest I've ever talked about sports. Nice. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's a nice bow. Yeah, you know, just you know, there's there's a, sometimes there's a little something for everybody. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's yeah. right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I guess we should do uh, socials. Yep. Mm -hmm. A crowd goes wild. Touchdown! You can find us on Facebook at Under the Pendulum Podcast yeah. on Instagram. Oh at Under Pendulum Podcast. Woo! On Twitter, oh, a... Pendulum underscore pod. Oh. And you can find all our episodes on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, the Heart, uh, the iHeartRadio app, or almost anywhere else you listen to your pods. You can find me, Heather, on Facebook, Heather Thomas, Instagram, h.n.thomas, Twitter, at Heather W. Thomas. And you can hear my narrations on Creepy, Tales of Terrify, Chilling Tales for Dark Nights, and The Wicked Library. You can find Katie at, uh, at Frothy Stardog on instagram and you can find me on instagram uh by looking for christopher weber 13v and on facebook by searching for christopher weber kale do you have any handles anything you want to plug uh, not not really uh kale c-a-l-e period Z just go to my facebook yeah, and click on my husband yeah there you go yeah it's, <laughs> it's c-a-l-e period o period t period i believe like his that. his picture is of, of our kitty muffin with a big hunk of meat on the counter. So it's got beef, oh. beef Wellington, and you know baby. that's just worth it alone. Yeah. The cat yeah. photos, yeah. Yeah. plenty and of not, those. Not a lot of content, but yeah, it's it's there if you want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll be back with another episode, and we will see you next time. Peace. Goodbye. Go. No, that's not right. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs>